You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Well, you can get one too. Just write a letter to Cottonelle and say what? Dear Cottonelle, your super soft toilet paper scratched up my ass. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Hacking Humans podcast, an occasional series we call Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies. I'm Dave Bittner, and joining me is my CyberWire colleague, Rick Howard. Hello, Rick. Hey, Dave. Glad to be here. On this show, Rick and I look at some of our favorite clips from cinema and television, clips which demonstrate some of the scams and schemes Joe Kerrigan and I talk about over on Hacking Humans. We got some fun clips to share, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message from our show sponsor. Let me start out, Rick, by asking you this. Have you ever been a couponer? Are you familiar with couponing? Oh, my goodness. Much to the chagrin of my lovely wife, who I can't seem to keep coupons straight. I either have them in a drawer and I forget to take them to the grocery store, or, you know, I... I just don't know how to use them at the checkout stand. So I am not a great couponer, Dave, as you might guess. (laughs) I remember when I was a kid coming up and I'd go to the grocery store with my mom. And, and, you know, this is back in the days when my mom was, I think my mom was kind of that last generation of stay-at-home moms when, Mm -hmm. when, when that was the, um, when more moms were stay-at-home home home moms than not, you know, which is, of course, is not the case anymore. But my mom had a little like uh, box with a like three by five card box that was full of coupons. So we'd walk the aisles at the grocery store. And while we were going, she'd be, you know, going through her little box of coupons, pulling out the things that she had coupons for. And I don't know what drove which. I don't know if we ended up buying the things that she had coupons for or, you know, using coupons for the things we bought. But anyway, I say all this because my clip this week comes from the 2021 comedy Queen Pins, which uh, yeah, is a playoff of the word. Do you? Yeah. It's a play off the word Kingpins. Uh, this is a film starring Kristen Bell and Kirby Howe Baptiste. Uh, and uh, Vince Vaughn is, uh, has a supporting role in this. He's probably the other most well-known person in this film. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell plays a woman named Connie Kaminsky. And she is a, a married woman. She's, she's pretty frustrated. She's unemployed. Um, she recently suffered a miscarriage. So things are, are not going well for her. She's this is a comedy, debt. right, Dave? It's a comedy, right? <laughs> it actually is, uh, but that's the setup for why, you know, for, for why she goes down this path. She is deep in debt uh, because her husband and she have been spending a lot of money on fertility treatments. So, of course, suffering the miscarriage is a big setback because they, they spent a lot of money on this. And also they had their hopes were high because they had some success of, of getting pregnant, you know, before the, sure. the miscarriage. So. Connie is an avid user of coupons when she shops, and they have scenes in this film where she's saving hundreds of dollars at the grocery store, uh, so much to the point where she she's that person who annoys the checker and everyone else in line behind her because oh, she, yeah, has yeah, several dozen coupons. she has several dozen people, coupons, yeah. and so it just takes forever. <laughs> so on one particularly bad day, she finds that she got a stale box of breakfast cereal from the store. Uh, And she writes the company a letter and mostly just to vent, to get it off of her chest. And the company sends her a coupon for a free box of cereal. And that is when the light bulb goes off in her head. She starts Mm -hmm. writing letters to all kinds of companies, to about all kinds of products that she never actually bought. And the companies send her coupons for free replacement of what she claimed 
or defective products. So sounds, these are coupons. Sounds legit. <laughs> sounds well, legit. And, and these are coupons <laughs> that are not like a dollar off or 50% off. These are coupons for a free whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take us on a little side story here because this actually happened to me once. Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if you remember probably 20 years ago, um, you know, the, the Scrubbing Bubbles brand? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Probably, I mean, that is a well-known brand. I have to say, again, when I was a child, I was disappointed when my mom uh, bought a can of the Scrubbing Bubbles spray, and I I couldn't wait for her to use it on the bathtub because I thought the little animated animated guys (laughs) were going to come out and start scrubbing the tub. And, of course, it was just a foaming spray. And I learned a little, I I lost a little of my innocence that day. (laughs) Well, Dave, you, I, I, we use scrubbing bubbles as a secret code word when I was a second lieutenant in the army, when everybody was, you know, you've been in the field for a month and you haven't had a shower and stuff. The lieutenants would yell, get on the radio and yell, scrubbing bubbles, scrubbing bubbles. And we'd all sneak away to the local shower. So we get away from everything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good to know. (laughs) So the scrubbing bubbles folks, they used to sell this product. It was this, this gadget that you would hang off of your shower head. Oh yeah. And it had this, it had this tank of liquid and Uh you put batteries in it and you'd press a button and at the bottom of this, a little wheel would spin around and it would spray the shower with this cleaning liquid, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. the idea was that you, you, you know, you take your shower and on your way out, you'd hit this button, the shower would get sprayed with this stuff, and then you wouldn't have to worry about stuff like soap scum and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. black mold and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was just a decent gadget. Uh, I have learned that it has since been discontinued. <laughs> Uh, you can still buy one new inbox for a couple hundred dollars on eBay if you want to. I don't why you uh, would want to for a twenty dollar device. I don't know. Sounds like I need but, it. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I needed one too. In fact, I thought I needed one for all of my every single bathroom in my house, but like twenty years ago, and I bought one, and it didn't work. It was just oh. DOA right out of the box. I'm shocked. Shocked, I say. Yeah. So uh, I want to say I got on the phone with the scrubbing bubbles people. This just tells you how long ago this was. Yeah. And I explained, I said, do you want me to ship this back to you? Do you want me to take it back to the store? And they said, no, we will send you a coupon for a replacement. Okay. And so a couple days later in the mail, sure enough, I got this very fancy coupon. I remember it was a big coupon. The other thing I remember about it is it had that uh, that holographic printing around the edge, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff that's really hard yeah. to copy. So it yep. had that on it. And then I remember taking it to my local grocery store where I could buy one of these things and going up to the line and the checker wasn't quite sure what to make of it because <laughs> this is a coupon worth $20, right? <laughs> yeah. And so we got in this discussion of like, well, do I have to pay the tax and this, that and the other thing? Anyway. Oh my God, yeah. Long story short, too late, I know. I got... <laughs> The scrubbing bubbles thing replaced. But this is how I learned about these kinds of coupons. So back to the movie. The scene I'm going to play here, Connie brings in her friend Jojo Johnson, who is also struggling financially. And she shows her the collection of high-value coupons that she has collected by writing letters to all of these different companies. And she has all of these coupons laid out on her dining room table. Here's the clip. Okay, don't, don't peek. Okay. Okay, open. (gasps) What? (laughs) No, Connie, you told me you wrote that letter because your cereal was stale. Yeah. So, what, the whole fucking house is gonna sale? 
Not exactly. Oh, shit. You got Continental Ultra? Yeah. You got 36 family rolls for free. Can I just say I really like Kristen Bell? Well, you can get one, too. Just write a letter to Continental. And say what? Dear Cottonelle, your super soft toilet paper scratched up my ass? Please, they're not going to believe me. <laughs> or better yet, just pay me for the coupon. Okay. Actually, how much would you pay me for this Cottonelle coupon? Would you pay maybe half of what it's worth? 20 bucks? Yeah. Why not? So you'd give me 20 bucks for this coupon that I got for free. That's quite a profit, don't you think? Imagine if we got more of these and we sold them to people for half. That would that'd be a real business. How is that a real business? Even if you wanted to, how would you ever get enough to sell? I think I know where we can get them in bulk. And so it begins. Scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scam is beginning. <laughs> right, right. So this sets into motion an elaborate scheme where these two ladies actually head down to Mexico to find where the coupons are being printed. They bribe a worker to smuggle coupons out of the, the print shop and they set up an online shop to sell the coupons at a reduced price. So people can buy these coupons and pretty much they can pay half price for the stuff they need at the grocery store. The business takes off and soon the ladies have another problem, which is how to launder all the money that they've made <laughs> because they're, they're just taking in hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, as this thing becomes popular. Um, eventually, there's a loss prevention agent from a local grocery store who tries to track them down and he teams up with a postal inspector who's played by Vince Vaughn. Um, this film, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not a real big Vince Vaughn fan. I, I have to say his, uh, his popularity eludes me. I, <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge you Rick for liking him, but I just, it just doesn't click with me. So that's, you know, I remember the first time I realized he could act. It was in one of the Jurassic Park movie sequels, right? And it was just a little scene where he was telling the captain of the ship that, you know, there's monsters on that island. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to be big, right? And, <laughs> right, yeah, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this film is inspired by real-world events. Uh, and so inspired means basically they got the idea and then changed everything. But <laughs> Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, there were, there was do. actually, there was a team of coupon counterfeiters from around 2010 and they also got rich doing this, and eventually they got caught and they went to jail. A um, oh. couple of interesting elements of this from the, the real part of the story is that um, the companies who were being scammed here, who, who were being scammed out of the, the counterfeit coupons, they weren't particularly interested in putting a whole lot of effort into tracking these ladies down. Uh -huh. Because from their point of view, they'd rather sweep it under the rug, just have it be a you know, cost of doing business then shine a light on it. And I, I wonder how much did they not want people to know yeah. or they, the news coverage that, first of all, there are free coupons for the asking if you're, <laughs> if you're, a, if you're a prolific letter writer, um, but also that this, in, in the age of um, color photocopiers and color laser printers uh, yeah. and, and, and Photoshop, it's not that hard to make up counterfeit coupons. It sounds, oh. you know, it sounds really similar to the ransomware uh, uh, decision you had to make. You, do you pay the guys off or not, right? And yeah. is it cost of doing business that, that, you know, or do you try to work through it, right? So it's kind of kind of in a similar vein. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This movie, by the way, did not do well. It made about $1.2 million on a budget of $20 million. Yikes. So, Yikes. Yeah. And it, yeah. it should have. Look at, I mean, it had some heavy star power. It should have done well. It had all the yeah. makings of it. 
it seems like maybe one of those movies you you uh, you fire up on uh, on Amazon or Netflix when when you're on a snow day or something, you know, like <laughs> or when you're doing laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Entertaining, and I'm sure there are some good laughs, uh, you know, throughout well, I, it. The I, scenes that I've seen. I watched the trailer. I watched the trailer of this before we did this one, right? And there's a scene where the the I don't know, the local police guy who's really trying to nab these women, right? He brings in the SWAT team to break down their house. You know, these guys are all uh, uh, worked up with all, you know, we're going to go in and we're going to take these girls down and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, they're what? They're coupon fraudsters? Maybe we're going <laughs> right. a little too hot. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so you it know, sounds Rick, like it should be good. <laughs> well, the tr- yes, but the, the trailer always makes it sound good. Oh, uh, that's it? true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's the art of the trailer. All right, that is my clip this week. Again, uh, the movie is called Queen Pins, uh, and, and I believe you can find it on most of the streaming services. Rick, what Excellent. do you got for us? All right, so my clip this week comes from the 2003 movie called Confidence. It's directed by James Foley, probably most famous for the 1992 David Mamet movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and starring Ed Burns, and he's probably most famous to our audience for Saving Private Ryan, and Rachel Weisz, probably most famous to our audience for The Mummy, and she also played Scarlett Johansson's mom in Marvel's Black Widow last year. And by the way, mm. we featured her on Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies uh, a couple episodes ago when we we covered The Brothers Bloom a few episodes back. So uh, right. be familiar with that. So the story's about how Ed Burns and his crew pull off a successful long con only to find out later that the money they took belonged to the biggest crime boss in L.A., played by Dustin Hoffman. And then Hoffman finds out and presses Burns to pull a bigger con on one of his enemies as a payback. This scene is Burns testing Rachel Weitz on whether or not she is good enough to be part of his crew. Now, remember, she's doing this cold with no prep, and that's why he's testing her. And then one last thing, in the scene, Burns looks like a million dollars. He's fit, well-groomed, and by just looking at him, he gives off the impression that he is swimming in money. So mm. we start with Burns pulling whites into a jewelry store, and then on the counter is one of the great that guy actors, Robert Pine. So run the clip. <laughs> All right. What you're looking for in a mark is someone who's got nothing to lose. No friends, no family, no life. You're looking for a guy who doesn't own a rug. Oh, yeah, he's perfect. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Ashby was the right mark. Now I needed to see if Lily was the right shill. Let me read this. So I tested her. One watch engraved to Carolyn. Happy graduation, counselor. Love, mom and dad. Good. Excuse me, I think you have something on hold for me. Do you have a ticket? I don't. I lost it, but the name is Hanson. Okay. Thanks a lot. Mr. Lewis, right? Yes. Yeah, Jake Hanson. I go to law school with your daughter, Carolyn. We met uh, a couple of times before. Oh. So, Dave, pause it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, first first thing, Burns claims that he knows Pine. He sells it so completely that Pine, even though he doesn't remember Burns, goes along with the story. So that's kind of like the first con going on here. Do you think he actually met him or is that totally conning him? Oh, that's totally BS. Yeah, totally okay. BS. Okay, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> All right, All right. All right. Okay. So good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see you again. Good to see you too. Yeah. You remember, uh, Lily. This beautiful woman is my wife. Lily, this is uh, Carolyn's father. Oh, nice to meet you. Pleasure, I'm sure. 
So, uh, what brings you down from Stanford? Uh, taking advantage of the long weekend, huh? Yeah, we're, um... It's our first anniversary. Oh, well, congratulations. That's great. Uh, Carolyn's down for the weekend, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Look, maybe you could do me a favor, then. We split the cost on a couple of books last semester, and I never got an opportunity to pay her back. Okay. I'll just write you a check. Sure. There's nothing for Hanson. If we had a ticket, I could check the computer. But uh, yesterday, my wallet and my wife's purse were stolen, and the ticket was in my wallet. Um, maybe you could just check again. Where, where did this happen? Well, um, we're staying at the peninsula, and uh, I think it might have been the housekeeping staff. Well, Jake has a little more faith in humanity than I do, so he hates me saying it, but I think it's true. <laughs> well, well, you have to be so careful these days. You sure do. Honey, I'm just going to go and uh, pick out a wallet. It was nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you. Here you are, Mr. Good. I'm sorry, sir. Still nothing. Really? May I ask what it was? Yeah. It's a shame. It was a pair of, um, pair of diamond earrings. You know, actually, it's just like those. We have those in stock. Oh, great. Let me write you a check. And... Only with proper ID. But yeah, no, I understand that. But like I just explained to you, my wallet was... Look, this is sort of a very special day for my wife and I. It being our, our first anniversary. And Dave, pause it there. All right. To pick up something for my... So... Okay, watching this is so painful, all right? Burns is showing how embarrassed he is, is that he can't pay for this item, and he just milks the pain. And the That Guy actor, Pine, he is vicariously soaking it all in, right? And so I could, that's how the con is working. I just love it. All right, keep rolling. Yeah, the other, the other thing that <laughs> yeah. strikes me here is, is how uh, he establishes rapport with the other guy by saying, can I write you a check for these books? Yeah. I, you know, I, I never got to to pay your daughter back, but I'm such a good guy. You know, I could have gotten yeah. away with that, but let me write you a check right now. And so yeah, and, that, of course, builds trust with the with the father. And the other one too is uh, she tells the uh, the uh, that guy actor that you know she thought it was the housing staff that stole the wallet, right? And he. You know, her husband doesn't like to think that way, that people are generally good. It builds him right. up in his eyes, right? So, you know, little, right. little, little uh, subtle touches there, yeah. He's the good guy. <laughs> He's yeah. the good guy, exactly right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, she thinks we're here to pick up something for my mother, but I wanted to surprise her with something special. So if you think you could make an exception today, maybe just this one time. I'm sorry. Thank you. Please tell Carolyn that I said hello and pass that on to her. I sure will. Well, of course, it's good to see you again. Good to see you. Um, look, um, Jake, uh, why don't you write me a check and uh, let me put the earrings on my credit card? Is that all right with you? If you would be willing to do that, that would be great. Good. Please. And the hook is set. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So this guy, the the father is going to pay for the diamond earrings. The guy's going to write him a bouncy bouncy check. Yep. And by the and, way, uh, the so bouncy he, bouncy check also for the uh the textbooks that are non-existent. Right. All right. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Now, what do we think about, do, do we know about the pretext here about how, do, I mean, do we, did this guy actually know this guy's daughter or was that just some research he did or? No, it was, this idea? was totally on the fly, right? Uh, he made it up on, which I really love that about this particular scene. Uh, remember I said at the beginning, he's testing Rachel Weitz and whether or not she's good enough to be part of his crew, right? right? So this is a test. So he just made this up and totally reacting to the situation as it unfolds, right? And wow. so I, I kind of like that, yeah. And by the way, it's such a simple scam, right? It's mm -hmm. If it works, mm -hmm. it's simple. He goes in, recognizes the guy, talks him up, uh, fakes like he knows him, and then, you know, in, in 15 minutes, he's walking out the door with money, right? So um, I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what's the name of the movie there again, Rick? The movie's called Confidence, and it came out in 2003. All right, we'll check it out. All right, well, that is our show. We want to thank all of you for listening. The Hacking Humans podcast is proudly produced in Maryland at the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our senior producer is Jennifer Iben. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie. I'm Dave Bittner. And I'm Rick Howard. Thanks for listening. <laughs>